Hey, buddy. Can hey. you hear me? Yep. You know what I was just thinking? If, how awesome you are. Yeah, how awesome you are. If you, while you're uh, peeing, someone would have stolen your phone and I would have got two podcasts out of this. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. So, so who are you? What's your name? Yeah. What do you like to do? Yeah. But, do, um, do you look in the mirror? Do you have your house in order? <laughs> let's review, shall we? But um, yeah. what I was going to ask you, because you're, you're touching on the subject, um, do you think you can teach mental toughness? Do you think you could coach it? Yeah. I mean, because I don't, I guess when people say like that, like mental toughness, I also think they, because they come from strength conditioning. And I think sometimes when you look at trainers, doctors, moms, or certain people, and you say something like, yeah, we're going to teach the squat. We're going to do squat. And it might be after like rehab or it might just be like a fresh kid and they've never trained before. Everybody thinks about some weird gym fail combination combination or whatever they get off uh, YouTube where they see like some scrawny kid trying to put 600 pounds in their back and they just fall and break everything. And it's like, okay, so you think mental toughness is to like, some sort of weird barrier to entrance, like some sort of border wall that you can't cross. And it, it, really, like, come on, if you can just wait, like, what is mental toughness to you? So I would ask him, I'd be like, so, you know, maybe it's being a good productive member of society. All right. So what's that look like? Well, you probably want to have a clean lawn in your yard. You probably want to you know, do some things that are environmentally friendly with recycling. You probably want to be able to like, I don't know, help an old lady across the road and stuff like that and et cetera. And you start looking at these things and, you know, it's like, do you volunteer at a boys and girls shelter? Well, what's easier to do than that right away? So maybe wave and smile at your neighbors. So just start small and work your way up. So mental toughness, you know, maybe in some people's minds, it's like this waking up at 4am and just getting after or something. But honestly, maybe, maybe for you, like if you're somebody who's waking up at 10, maybe just wake up at eight, you know, just start different. If, if I guess waking up is part of mental toughness, I mean, it's not like anybody's being tortured, like old school war torture here. Like when you think of mental toughness, there's this varying scale of it, right? So when people going back to the example, mm-hmm. you, you say squatting to a, a mom and her son or daughter, this doctor after rehab, maybe they're thinking this weird YouTube thing they saw with this idiot walking out 500 pounds and just staples them to the ground and blows out a knee. So stop making it something that it's not and one define it. So yeah, if you can define it, then maybe we can walk through some routines, habits, and behaviors to actually achieve this. Right. So let's break it down, make it a goal, break it down. What's your low hanging fruit? What are your highest impact things? And maybe attack both ends of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I looked at it as more of like the part where like you, you break, like, say you're having a hard roll, you're tired, or like, you know, you watch a UFC fight, this guy's tired, but he's still going, he's still finding motivation, he's still yeah. like, coming yeah, but how do you know that's tough for him? So like, maybe he, we again, goes back to body language, maybe he has poor body language, but conditioned wise, his lungs you know, his heart, like as far as like the strength and his actual like lactate thresholds and his muscles, they're not that high. Like maybe he's actually in a great state. Maybe it's not 
physically demanding. Most people think it's some weird coming from football coaching. They think it's some weird, like physical thing. They confuse physical toughness with mental toughness. I think mental toughness is more like these habitual, like routines that somebody can do consistently over a long duration of time where most people confuse it as physical toughness, which maybe that fighter honestly could go four more rounds. I don't know. You don't know. Maybe he just has bad body language right now, but really he's just trying to sucker his opponent into it. That's very true. Yeah. Most people, oh, like you, you line up. So there's 25 kids, right? Go back to that recruiting example. Well, in the past, like some coaches are like, oh, we're going to do our conditioning test day one, week one, and see who's tough. Okay, well, the four kids that just kicked the crap out of your conditioning test, you don't know if they're mentally tough. They're just physically, they just, they just were in better physical condition than what you had the other 21 guys do. They were not prepared for it. So when you look at it in order of preparedness, so what are you actually doing to prepare them mentally? Are they prepared for mundane, grudging, like just mundane tasks, like consistently? Like, is your team mentally tough on a Tuesday in late October or late November in the season to actually go get a good practice, wear a smile and have a positive set of body language? Like, it's not really a conditioning task then. It's definitely more mental. Or in the physical, we all screw it up. It's like winter conditioning and Billy did his whatever shuttles better than, than Joey. And it's like, what do you mean? Billy's just physically better right now. It doesn't mean we can't get Joey there in three months or three weeks. And it doesn't mean same with mental toughness. Like you are now more mentally tough due to your, your daughter. Like you, you just went things that made you mentally tougher and built up your perseverance than you were five years ago. So don't over first get the exact definition that people are talking about. And then most likely, yes, you can build mental toughness and or physical toughness. That's like, are you financial? Are you financially tough? I mean, there's a question, right? Are you paying your credit cards every month off? Like, what do you got? You got debt hanging over you. I mean, like, so if you're not financially tough, you're probably not going to have great quality of sleep, great quality of communication with your battle buddy, your spouse. Like these things go hand in hand; they feed on each other. That's that's a that's a really good point. I never look at it like that. I've always kind of leaned towards like you could build it like a habit, or maybe not a habit, but build it like a uh, almost like a muscle, like a little bit yeah. at a time. Yeah. Like I mean, think about you know, it's kind of like inverse. Like when you're a white belt, by the time you're a blue belt, you're pretty tough because you've gained some technique and you've actually gotten your breath and your conditioning level. So when you're mounted, your back take, you're inside control, whatever, like you're, you're able to deal a little bit more or you're pumbling while you're standing up. Well, actually too, what's interesting is by the time you're like purple belt, like you're probably actually lazier and in less condition depending upon your environment. Cause in the normal groups, what it, I don't know the exact percentage, but like what 80% of people come in never get a blue belt of that 20%. 19% never get a purple belt. So your left is, I mean, look at it. Like, so what 90% of your gym, almost any gym, not specifically saying your gym, but any gym is people as a purple belt, you can just wipe the floor with. So you only have to be on instead of a hundred percent of the time, 10 to 20% of the time. So you're actually getting less conditioned because you're having fewer roles of greater efforts 
and you might actually be coming unless you're spending more time with the better uh, belts and better athletes um, you might be becoming less conditioned and therefore maybe in your eyes mentally weaker um, it's another way to think of it too I, I agree with uh, the purple belt thing I think that like you, you do get a little bit more technical and efficient so therefore like therefore it's exactly as you said like you're not as in good shape like when you're a blue belt and everybody's a tough roll you're always rolling tough Mm -hmm. you're always Mm -hmm. rolling hard you almost have no choice but then like as you become purple you become technical to where like you have to find new ways to push yourself and i could only imagine how it is at black belt yeah like, so some guys at the gym were asking me too and they're purple and brown and black belts so they were asking me like what do you do to condition and I said well like a low hanging fruit is all you guys condition roll together and a next thing go down is you do the positional rolls and things you're not accustomed they're not part of your game you're not like you're a blue belt in this area of the game so spend more time here it'll tax you more conditioning wise then you come down another tier to make it harder it's like okay well position rolls paired with the assault bike sprint for 30 to 60 seconds and then you get off the bike and you go do the five minute roll so you're already conditioning wise taxed and now i'm in a positional role where i'm really shitty you know trying to pass de la Hiva on this one guy and he's he's starting in de la Hiva and he's got a collar already you know like and, and i suck it you know so level it down you know put yourself in more compromising positions you know, than than you're accustomed to right now. Yeah. Um, there's actually a few gyms uh, I've heard of that do that, where they they uh, tire you out in the advanced classes. They tire you out in the uh, the warm-up. So the warm-up mm-hmm. is way more intense. And they do a lot more positional training. And I think actually Gordon Ryan brushes up on that too, where he says that they like – they get tired and then they do positional training from guy positions once they're tired. Yeah. So I would say if you're developing a new skill, do it fresh. But if you're practicing skills that you're a purple, brown, black belt in this specific position and skill, then yeah, to advance that, you need to be against like kind belts and or bodies and maybe do some conditioning and fatigue work before, you know, so that you can think when you're stressed. You know, no, dude, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Of course, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're... that's why. Like sometimes you can see, like, uh, you know, it's even it's crazy too, because like you know, I'll even at this point see like the black belts roll or a black belt roll with like half the class, mm-hmm. and he's like normal, like he he's not even sweating looks like it's like unchallenged like and actually uh professor the other day it was kind of funny speaking of this he there was an issue uh at the gym where and i there's an issue at the gym where someone like basically things got a little bit heated one guy was pushing pretty hard on a uh another black belt and cool. yeah and he's been pushing hard lately he's 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 working his ass off he's trying to impress and and push himself which is great but um 
it just ended up in like a one of them situations where like uh there was a move or a scramble that kind of went wrong he got hurt and out of uh. that initial frustration he kind of flipped and flipped out on the guy he went against professor's like hey that guy's a black belt you got to respect him and the black belt mm-hmm. kept his cool he uh, emotionally and physically kept his cool about himself, which was great, and was apologetic. But the guy, you know, in, in his seeing red anger was like, you know, it was kind of a it made an ordeal. Like it was kind of a dickhead. Like he was kind of letting the anger get the best of him. And then after everything somewhat cooled off, professor was like, kind of told the class to circle up, let's have a talk. And hey, you know, you. you I saw the whole thing. He didn't intentionally try to hurt you. You've been pushing yeah. hard, man. You've been pushing hard on everybody. And they're not going to let you. And he, it was kind of cool because in explaining that, and this is kind of what I missed about Professor being around, he, like, he, in explaining that, he broke down, like, uh, and it was a good perspective. You're going to push hard. You've been pushing hard on everybody. He goes, you go hard against somebody around your level, you're probably going to get a really good role. Like, you know, nobody's going to let you bulldoze over them. You're going to get pushed back. The harder you push, the more pushed back you're going to get. So, and he goes, now you go against a black belt. Well, he's not going to let you kick his ass. So anything you throw at him, he's going to throw at least that back at you. If not, probably works. And then, um, he went to into talking about like you know you can you guys can push on me, I don't care and basically basically low key saying like I can handle it, and mm-hmm. I can like I can direct it and handle it and play with it, and we can both be fine and safe. And he goes, but you know you got to realize like the harder you're pushing on people, and the lower level they are, the more unsafe you're being. And you know, you can't really push hard on somebody who's like that far above you and expect that just out of, I don't know, like explosive energy, you're going to beat them and it's going to turn out good for you. Like, you know, they might, they have more experience. They might turn around and bite you in the ass. Yeah. They'll put you in your place. I mean, it's like the same as a young man trying to push out his father. Like, you know, it's eventually like, you know, dad's going to put you in your place, you know, you're 14, you're 17 and you think you got some shit in your neck. Well, you know, historically old man's going to put you, let you know, humble you, you know? And so I think a thing with that too is another perspective is legs and, or this other black belt have already been to where this other brown belt or whoever you're talking about has been. So they are comfortable treading water in that space and it's not unfamiliar to them. So a way of developing mental toughness is put people in situations that they have to be prepared for, you know, prepare them for fourth and inches, prepare them for the fourth quarter mentally, put them in situations of going into the red zone to win the game winning touchdown or field goal. Same with any other skill or competitive aspect, same with, um, you know, having your six month emergency fund. Well, why do you have that? Yeah. I mean, have you experienced recessions? Have you experienced job losses? Have you experienced traumatic health crises? Like, are you prepared for them? And so sometimes even without, this is why reading's powerful. Sometimes a great 
knowledge builder is your failures, sometimes an easier one is to continuously learn how others failed and learn from their experiences so that you can already experience that without the pain. Therefore, you can get past those moments quicker, most likely coming from where legs has come from or this other black belt. It takes in that 5, 10, 15 years to achieve what you've done. You've already had those moments, those special emotional moments from the blue belt going crazy and thinking he's a world-class MMA fighter when really he's just like kind of a misguided youth or some shit. And maybe you're better at in the third or 10th time you've handled somebody in these situations, you're pretty good at neutralizing the situation. And then you use it as a teachable moment for the purple belt and the blue belts and white belts. Like, Hey, you know, we all need these moments, but it's easier for us to learn from others' mistakes than our own, even though we will all eventually have our own mistakes. So keep learning. Always keep learning. Hey, coach, I got to, uh, I got to bounce. Yeah, you do. I'm getting past my, there goes my whole 12 day routine we were talking about earlier. Coach, do it tomorrow. Get it going. I could always start. I could always start tomorrow. That's a good point. You start (laughs) now and then you just remember, you're like, hey, plan it out, get your calendar, print it out. And they're like, okay, here's where I'm going to do adult weeks. This is what I'm calling them. Because you you can get your calendar and you can kind of look at it and go, oh, yeah, we have the family reunion or dad wants to do the cookout or, hey, that's the 4th of July, Labor Day week. Like, obviously, I'm not going to, you know, things are going to come up then. Well, all those other weekends that are boring and normal, air quotes, um, don't need to label them. But maybe just try to adult more on those weekends. You know, and I use that term to kind of be a little cynical, but also like a little like sarcastic and humorous at the same way yeah i mean and i think one thing i think you're the one who said it too like don't feel like uh it's a little bit cynical but don't feel like you have to make every barbecue yeah like like if every weekend is a kid's birthday or someone's little timmy's birthday party and like you'd love to make it but it just throws your whole routine off every weekend because there's something new don't feel obligated to go i think that's smart say respect respect little timmy but you know i'm going places (laughs) (laughs) but hey man thanks for doing this bro you gotta you gotta fucking get whatever booster you need or time you need and come over and hit the gym we got hella black belts in here right now and it's 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 turning up and i got my buddies moving back and he's another beast black belt and it's time to catch these hands bro Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's time to see what they'd be teaching you over the overseas there coach i i'm pretty sure i'll do a excellent job of not threatening anybody and not hurting anybody's feelings by how ill-advanced i am i am uh they actually gave me a new belt i'm an off shade white i'm in i'm at like an egg color white belt now so <laughs> I've, I've been uh i'm actually demoted demoted that's awesome mm-hmm and you just come back stronger. That's all. You failed. <laughs> wait. So you're telling me you failed backwards? Yeah, that's right. I'm failing forward backwards. <laughs> failing forward backwards quicker. You. That's right, bro. Only you, you son of a bitch. Wait, <laughs> hey, thanks for doing this, bro. Love you, man. Thanks mm. for everything, and uh, we'll talk soon. Same, brother. Have a great night. You Bye. too. I think the podcast is fucking sick. 
if you're listening to it and you're like, you know, I don't know if I want to listen to the next episode of this podcast. You're probably a bitch ass. You need to listen to the next episode of this podcast and keep listening to it. Um, because my friends down here are trying to make shit happen and we're going to make some shit happen. 